0: Sessions, probably Britain's
1: greatest Star Wars podcast. Star
0: Wars
2: Sessions podcast. Oh, he loves a good Star Wars Sessions. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way,
1: this
0: is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly.
2: This is been fun against.
3: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon once again. He's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy. Ooh, t-shirt,
0: twins. It's Luke Bly, Master Hawker How you doing, mate? Oi, oi, Savaloi! Matty boy, Matty boy. Uh, happy back to being on the Wednesday evening British time slot. Yes, main show. Yes. Main show's not being released on Friday because obviously the recaps are on pause until a comes out in August. But I'm kind of in that weird post Star Wars celebration, being in London, post Mandalorian season three, like. It, 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 mood mm-hmm. and, and and emotionally i'm in that mood it's like oh it's so weird but i am very very grateful that we have jedi survivor coming out this week. god you're telling that, me that actually does help big time so i'm i'm actually in retrospect i'm happy it got delayed yeah yeah there you go i said I'm, it i'm with you i'm with you mate qa don't worry about that it's to give us
3: celebration nights Something yeah. to cling on to. Mate, this is the <laughs> first show post-celebration. The Celebration Blues, hey, look, they're always going to be there. But mm. a, couple of, a couple of weeks ago, or last week, when you guys were recording that um, awesome Collector's Guild, well done, guys, the Blues were the blues were real. they then listening back mm. and hearing you guys talking about Celebration and hearing the interview that you guys did with um, Patrick and Chris from Hasbro, I was like, man, it's like being back there again. And we had such a blast at Celebration. We met so many great people, old and new. Uh, we had our panel, which was an absolute blockbuster. Obviously, that dropped as episode 200. Yep. Bibs bash, the Cantina 2. There's so so much good stuff, man. And I know we've got a little bit of celebration sprinkled in a bit later on in the show, so I'll save all that. But mate, Survivor couldn't have come at a better time. But Matt, thankfully for Mando, you know that, mm. that kind of that ticks us over the edge a little bit post celebration.
0: It did, and and did, I think me. Survivor Survivor's going to continue that, I'm which I'm, I'm really. I'm really excited for it. It's like this week, it's felt real. I'm like, oh, oh, Jedi Survivor, yeah. And I'm I'm in the mood to just you know sit on the sofa and smash out some long gaming sessions, some long yeah. RPG sessions, you know. So yeah, very very excited, mate. Uh, but it's been it's been a busy one at the ses- sessions HQ, innit, it, mate? Yeah. Um, yes. What's, what's, what's the news? What's the what, what's the word on the street, mate?
3: Well the word on the street is we're both wearing the same t-shirt, which is always oh. gonna be cool. The older yeah. Cantina 2 repping. Lads, 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 loved it. Um Word on the bird though, my friend, is haha, since the last episode we've had um a fair few patrons join these sessions, Sickheads, mate. Tell us
0: who they are and what they've joined as. I mean, a fair few is like an understatement. We've had we've had we've had a, a, a steady flow of years. And we're, we, we are we are so <laughs> overwhelmed uh, and and just enjoy that you guys it's have oof. bothered to do this. So thank you so much. But uh, let's let's get to the shout outs, mate. Let's get to the shout outs. Shout out to our latest patrons. Uh, Mike Stott, who has joined at the Hello There tier. <laughs> what a legend. Mike, you're officially a sick sickhead. Uh, Alan Sosa, who has joined at the High Ground tier officially yeah. a sickhead welcome alan sosa uh and then also we've got just ryan jim robertson and carthage 9000 who've <laughs> joined at the this is where the fun begins tier. uh so just ryan jim robertson and carthage 9000 uh all sickheads mate all sickheads can you believe it can you believe it the love i can't believe <laughs> it thank you so much guys The
3: filth is being farmed far and wide here. Guys, you know what's coming? You've got so much material to look forward to. You've got so much to look back on. We've got stuff dropping this month. We do hope you enjoy it. And we've got stuff that we don't even know about yet, which will be dropping in the next few months and years to come as well. So please do enjoy all of that. We genuinely appreciate you signing up all of those tiers. Uh, Alan Sosa sent us a, a really beautiful message as well. A DM after he'd uh, signed up which was very heartwarming to read and uh sending best wishes to you alan but all of you sick heads thank you for joining probably the
0: uh the spiciest and most handsome and beautiful squad in the world yeah well it's true mate it is true once a session sickhead, always <laughs> a session sick and i'll tell you what mate just up top um you know we know loads of you guys listen and every now and then I look at the Spotify ratings. I look at Apple podcast ratings. And I'm very grateful. I'm like, oh, no, this is really good. But then I'm like, hang on, that doesn't, li- that doesn't line up with how many people listen to us. So if you come could, if, if you're listening, come on, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple podcast or wherever you can leave a review or rating, please just get your phone out now and do that for us. It really helps us. Thank you so much. Um, we have so much to go over this week, mate boy. I'm I'm super, super excited to do it. I messaged you earlier, didn't I, mate? Saying, oh Matt, I can't wait for this week's episode. Uh so I think we we're we're ready to dive in, aren't we, mate?
3: I think so. I mean, I'm excited, but I keep getting these sort of this chiming noise in my ear. I haven't heard it for a few weeks, but oh, I'm That's so weird. glad to hear it once again. I, th- I know what it is, and I know you know what it is, mate. But maybe the listeners don't
0: know. You better tell them, my friend. It means, mate. It must mean it's a galaxy news round. Sharmin <laughs> Obaid Chinoi's upcoming Star Wars movie is reportedly searching for a new lead after losing former Watchmen star Yaya Abdul Mahin II. <laughs>
3: jedi survivor is set to be one of the biggest games of all time in terms of file size xbox users can expect a 130 gigabyte file the ps5 file is 147 gigabytes and on pc the file size is a whopping 155 gigabytes
0: Filming at Winspit Quarry, Dorset, England for Andor Season 2 has been temporarily suspended due to extreme weather conditions.
3: And finally, the estate of Boba Fett actor Jeremy Bullock is up for auction, including Fett's wearable helmets, a life-size bust of the character and the Revenge of the Sith script. The auction will be conducted at East Bristol Auctions and online from midday on May the 4th
2: hey this is vanessa marshall the voice of harrison doula from star wars rebels and you're listening to star wars sessions probably britain's greatest star wars podcast
3: you know what they say mate you don't know what i've got until it's manned over and it is oh. the mandalorian is over for season three it only feels like yesterday that we were getting excited for our hype our speculation, our theory episodes for what we're going to get. But it's done with now, mate. It's all done. Mando's Season 3 is done, it's dusted, it's been written. And we are here now to give our thoughts, our opinions, react, and just riff on the season as a whole. Obviously, you guys know who have been with us for the ride. We did our weekly recaps every Wednesday morning, straight off of our watches. We've had a few days now to kind of marinate with the filth, marinate with the Mandos. And I'm interested to see what Lukey Boy thinks about the season as a whole. And I'm interested to think see what I think about the season as a whole now as well. And it may be, as Lukey Boy says, a little bit of therapy going on here. Mm. And more importantly, mm. we're going to hear from a lot of you guys as well to see what you think about it. So Lukey Boy, Mando Season 3, obviously we went through week on week on week. We had the pleasure of watching Episode 7 at Celebration. We saw Episode 8 at a special screening in London. You know, it ended up quite well in the end. How are you feeling about giving a kind of top-level thought then on Season 3 as a whole before
0: we start dr- uh, drilling down? Well, I'm excited for it, mate i'm excited for it and i think it's needed you know these few days to kind of rest and think about it more let Mm -hmm. it sink in a wee bit more is needed um and i'm hoping that everyone's going to enjoy this everyone's going to enjoy the points the counterpoints maybe um we're going to be welcoming lots of different opinions right the the season three wasn't universally received as phenomenal and something groundbreaking you know and i don't think that was the intention of this season Uh, I think there's going to be some learning. I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, A lot of this season wasn't necessarily my favorite, but Mm -hmm. there were moments in here that were stellar, you know, world-class Star Wars. Yep. Um, But do you know what? Do you know what? The Mandalorian just as a show, even when, even when it's a bit stupid, even when it's a bit disappointing, even when things just happen, Mm Mm-hmm. And you kind of go right. That's a bit convenient. That's a bit random, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it does happen, especially. Know, it does. And it, especially this season. Mm-hmm. However, however, it's so much fun, and I feel like it can get it can get away with it. I'm not saying I'm not just saying that's an excuse, and that's mm-hmm. not gonna that is not gonna like float for some people, yeah. And I get it, but I you know just credit where credit's due. I just think that the, the power of this show is astronomical and i think i think to some people just adore it and they give it a pass they go yeah i don't really care you know and and Mm -hmm. some people have been bringing up some other issues from the other seasons that i'm like oh yeah no i did have i did wonder about that i did query about that but you kind of give it a pass because you enjoy it so much because it feels so star wars it feels so adventurous and and just satisfactory you know not not in a not in a negative way, just you're just satisfied for the most part, matty boy, let me throw it over to you, mate, because we are we're gonna be getting a lot of opinions during this main yep. discussion right we're gonna be hearing from loads of different people uh, and we're gonna kind of use those to, to 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 move the discussion along so quickly how you feeling, mate? It's been basically a week, yeah, yeah how you feeling
3: yep. mate um i i think what you, the way you summed it up there was mainly how i feel the majority of that was how i feel when the big word being satisfied mm. and that's how i think i felt with with this season of the mandalorian mm. now i enjoyed it week on week some episodes more than others some much more than others and i'm not yeah. here to proclaim the death of the mandalorian as a show because it's not you know we, we've heard that the the ratings uh were low yeah they were but then if you look at the ratings they also went back up again and then They
0: went down again, but then they went back up again. It's it's TV. It fluctuates. And even then, and even then, it's hard to with you streaming. You gotta take it with a grain yeah. of salt. Yeah, you know, for like, me, d- it's
3: what do the fans think? What are the what are the people online think? And I know that's usually a, a cesspit sometimes. But you know, are mm. people talking about this show for better or worse? Yes, then they're watching it. You know, there is mm. buzz being created. There are plenty of TV shows on now. I don't watch many because you know what I'm like. But that you know, people just don't talk about. It. They just watch it and then they move on. And then there are shows like Mando. There are shows like uh, Stranger Things, as an example, for the most part. And some of the Marvel ones where, you know, they have traction. They have longevity. People talk about and People want to know more about them. And Mando, Season 3 continued that. And like you said, though, there are caveats. There are ifs and buts all the way throughout this, mate. But the one question I had throughout this, and I've been pondering it all week, and there's only one man I'd ever trust with the answer to this. Blah, of course. But... you know, like I said, I'm not here to proclaim that the show's over or it's on its death knell now. But this season, like you said, was, wasn't was critically loved. Uh, like mm-hmm. Universally, sorry. You know, people, critically, it's still high. It's very high. Like, if you count RT for anything, it's still like 90%. People dug it. Yeah, it's higher than what I thought it would be, it's actually. I'll say than that. What I thought. But the mm. question is, though, mate, with with this now, people, a lot more people are b- criti- being critical about it. There's a lot more negative press surrounding it. You know, the, the ratings mm. have gone down. The, the, whether or not we can really quantify that as a value, I don't know, but they have gone down somewhat. Question is, mate, from season one when this was, you know, Mando was everywhere and season two when it became the pop culture juggernaut, has the Mandalorian as a show lost its magic a little bit? Has the third season kind of, did it kind of like balance itself out a bit? It it focused on, you know, different stories to maybe what we thought and it's invited now extra criticism. Is it taking a risk? Is it kind of rudimentary storytelling or is it Mm. lost its magic that's what i was thinking and that doesn't mean i think it has done but
0: i wanted to ask you that do you think Mm. some of that sparkle has gone a bit that's a great question and that's that's an outstanding question do you know what i'm gonna say it has a bit and Mm -hmm. um i but the 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 context that might surprise you um so don't don't freak out everyone but i think (laughs) the mandalorian is the flagship but when it when it when it launched and when season two launched as well, when that premiered, I still, it still felt a little bit a little bit like the underdog, didn't it? It felt like, you know, I first season came out, mate, it was eclipsed by Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Yeah, people were yep. liking it. People were watching it and it was generating buzz and mm-hmm. people were catching on to, you know, oh, what's this new slogan? This is the way. And, you know, people were catching on to it, right? Mm-hmm. But don't, let's not forget Star Celebration Chicago 2019, the Mandalorian panel was on the Sunday wasn't it? Good show. Monday, One, yep. you know, the, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't the big thing in the room. Okay. Well,
3: Fallen Order came out as well, about the same time, and that obviously went mm. on to sell what? Well over 10, 15 million units, which, uh, which is a big deal. So that uh, took away
0: or shared in some of the buzz at the time as well. Yeah. With trust. Well, they c- well, in twenty nineteen, they called it Triple Force Friday, didn't they? That kind of like release of Rise of Skywalker merch, Mandalorian, uh, Fallen Order, and yeah, you're right. So it had more to compete with. And season two, people weren't as busy, yeah, because that was lockdown or twenty twenty yeah. lockdown, you know, yeah. whatever. Where you want to look at it, it, was the second winter lockdown. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, so it had it had some availability, but now, now season three, Mandalorian is Star Wars. Yeah. Mandalorian yeah. is a huge name. It's a huge mm-hmm. IP. So you're not only the expectations of Star Wars fans are sky high, but also the general public, right? And I think it has it's familiar. Less, now. Yeah, it's more familiar, right? You're just so it has it has more on its shoulders and maybe just that that little less charm where it's mm-hmm. got so big this is still one of the largest shows in the world ever. Yeah. yeah. It's still one of the most iconic things to grace television. Right. And to say otherwise is daft. Yeah. You just got to go to a, a, right a parade. Yeah. A random parade. And you're going to probably see a Mandalorian reference. Right. It's it's a big deal. It's a yeah. really, really big deal. So does that make sense? When I, when you asked the charm thing, like I'm, I'm kind of saying, look, mm-hmm. It's just got so it's got huge. It's where the charm is inevitably just it's it's mainstream. Not that it wasn't like mm-hmm. you know super indie in the first you know. place, but it is mainstream. And I do think actually this this season, in its in in the very way it's written, and you know, maybe you and I guessed, we assumed this was going to happen. It got huge. It's yeah. huge. It's it, you know the world has opened up. Because yeah, they couldn't do a season one again. They couldn't do a season mm-hmm. two again. It well, this is to it be again. something else, something different. And thematically, and I think we're going to dive into this, but thematically, it's shot for big stuff. Yeah, and a lot of that has sunk in since we've watched the finale and, you know, we've caught up with people online or heard and watched other stuff, other people's opinions, other people's points. It's like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that, you know? So, yeah, but we're going to dive into that. what. What about you? Are you yeah, no, nah. just quickly,
3: mate. Um, I thought it had done a little bit, but I think, yeah, it's for the familiarity of it. Now that we are, you know, we are in with these characters. We know Din, we know Grogu. Mm-hmm. The first season was that uh, wolf and cub story, as they say, and it had a charm about it because it was new and it felt different. Just, and then season on season has got bigger and bigger and it's lost some of that kind of intimate charm and it's replaced that with with world building, with connectivity mm-hmm. and... You know just with more characters in general, new and old. So with that, you do lack some of that, some of those character moments which I've so enjoyed in the first two seasons. We did get that in season three. I'm not going to bash season three mercilessly. I will say that right now, but I do think a little bit of the a bit of the glitter has worn off somewhat. But that doesn't mean that's not a bad thing. It just means that we're living with it now. It's so it's so familiar that it's just part of the you know, my television vernacular. Now it's just part of my viewing rather than it's the one player in town, like maybe season two, for example, was, you know, everyone's coming off a bad time. They have Mando and what a way to end with with, uh, Luke Skywalker. But I think it has done a little bit. And I do think the ratings reflect that. I think the general consensus uh, would probably reflect that as well. Like you said, there are people who will, you know, steadfast defend the show. And I have seen a bit of that online from both sides. People who don't Mm -hmm. like it, who refuse to say, except people who do people who do like it, who think people who don't like it are just nitpickers. And I'm in the middle, thinking, guys, stop it, just just enjoy it. Stop it. We we review, we critique, but you know, let we we enjoy or not enjoy what we want. But but yeah, Yeah. I I think a little bit has, mate. So let's get into it, though, man. Let's season season three, then, mate. Like you say, we've got we've got opinions for days. We've got opinions from all around the world, all throughout the galaxy, uh, with opinions as well, mate. So uh,
0: where where shall we start? Well we've got voicemails for days mate we've got voicemails for days uh let's start with our mate old old, old mate phil 18 let's listen to it
4: oy, oy, this is uh, phil james e or darf eight bean on instagram i um, just oy. to give you a quick recording uh just to give you my comments on the season finale of the mandalorian Uh, Season 3 Fantastic after review uh, you just put out I completely agree with most of the um, Review comments on that And also the fact that the ending seemed very Well tied up um, If a little underwhelming with no big reveals At the end Um, I'm wondering whether the ending of Season 3 Possibly could be to do with the cancelled show of Rangers of the New Republic. It kind of felt like mm-hmm. what w- was going to be set up with Mando becoming a Ranger. Um, possibly could this have been the idea for that show, or could it possibly be originally for Cara June's character and they decided to change it to the Mandalorian mm-hmm. instead? If that is the case, then possibly season three of the Mandalorian could originally be written as the finale. Um, and then they kind of decided to rework things out and continue it going forward into season four um, also the i remember dave and uh, dave filoni and uh, john favreau mentioning the birth of the first order uh, way back before season one of the mandalorian we kind of got some hints of that in this um season but it's kind of ends up being gideon's kind of personal cloning plan so we still don't really know where snoke's going have come from could it be to do with pershing's um it, uh, experiments etc and also the actual first order itself uh, appears to now be wiped out from the uh, clones or gideon clones using the beskar armor etc mm-hmm. that are now all appear to be uh, wiped out mm. by the mandalorians so i just wonder what you thought um, possibly could happen in season four a uh, fantastic time at the celebration and thanks for Bibbs bash it was great to meet some fellow <laughs> listeners and may the force be with you oh what a ledge
0: <laughs> what a king what I a ledge feel. We love that, Phil. Uh, local Essex boy, local um, boy, huh? There we go. I was waiting for that. Thank you, sir. Uh, Rangers, Ra- Rangers, of the New Republic. Rangers of the New Republic. Um, yeah. I do think. I do think. For those of you who don't know, Rangers of the New Republic was announced at the Disney Investors Day in 2020. Right, the end of 2020. Yep. Which was kind of like Disney's response to the lockdown and the cinemas potentially falling apart. And, you know, at the time, there's a lot of uncertainty. and Disney were like, Still right, we're going to do yeah. this online event, and they announced a load of Star Wars shows and, and, and content, most of which, most of which has come out now. Well done, and guys. or yeah. been canned. Uh, <laughs> through no fault of their own, really, Of course, um, Rangers of the New Republic has been cancelled. Uh, Cara mm-hmm. Dune obviously, um, isn't coming back. She's off doing her thing because of a like, lot, a lot of real world stuff that, you know, we're not going to get into in this, in this episode, uh, but you all know about that anyway. Um, but listen, for me, mate, mate boy, I feel like season three had probably half of the Rangers of the new Republic script in it. Yeah. And then half they're saving for maybe season four of Mandalorian. Yep. And I think the ending of season three sets that up really well, where you've kind of got this bounty hunter who's doing work. I think you sent me a meme about it like the other day. Bounty hunters independent doing work for the New contractor Republic. of the New Republic. Yeah. Yeah. That's her online. yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, in short, yes, Phil, I think you're right, mate. I think they've had to rejig a few things around. I think this has actually had more of an effect than we realize. I'll say yeah. that. What do you reckon, Matt?
3: Yeah, no, spot on. I think Cara Dune was set up to be a big player in the Rangers of the New Republic. Season two showed that with our boy Carson Tiva uh, yeeting the badge at her, flinging mm-hmm. the badge at her face and saying, oh, it'd be mm-hmm. a martial love. Um, but obviously, that didn't pan out. And I do think that Mando's absorbed some of that story. You've only got to look at the, the Pershing and Elijah Kane episode, episode three, which, you know, set things up and maybe didn't pay off all that well. And then you've got things at the very end where mando literally says i will become a ranger for the new republic and there's a few other things and there's well other moment a lot basically a lot of the new republic stuff felt very much like it wasn't initially hmm. probably in that mando season three um script what it did do obviously is it, it it made mando the mando was even bigger and even larger and the fact that they had the mando available to absorb some of those stories is probably a blessing for them because this doesn't yeah. fit in Ahsoka. And from what we've seen from Skeleton Crew, this doesn't fit in Skeleton Crew. I mean, right. New Re- the, what What was in Mando Season 3 in terms of the N.R. New Republic, it, it fits the tone of this show. I don't think it'd fit the rest. So they got lucky there. So I think it is. I think it's a shame because I think Rangers of the New Republic could Have actually been a really cool show if you think about who could have been involved in terms of or who might have been involved. We saw Zeb this this mm-hmm. season as well. Obviously, Steve Blum's back, maybe Zeb would have been back. Some maybe Hera, obviously, Cara Dune, uh, Carson Teva Mando, it would have been out, and everybody and other these all these new characters could have been a pretty cool show. Did you know I mean really set up the New Republic very well? But yeah, I think Mando shouldered the burden for that, and I do think it suffered at times because of that. Not because the episodes weren't good, but because it took away from. The story that the mandalorian needed to tell and you know the points we'll mention shortly but in setting up the new republic as well we've also start to see the seeds being sown for the first order like phil mentioned now the first order the creation of the birth of has never hasn't been covered yet so the mandoverse has the chance to cover it we've seen like battlefront 2 and some of the books kind of hint that later on down the line like way closer to the force awakens that you know, the first order's out there. It's it's there. It's just it's a it's a it's sort of shadow government working out there. People are aware of them, but you know, they're just just it's just an Imperial Remnant doing their thing. Um, though they're never called the first order until the Force Awakens, I believe. Um so it's out there, but nobody knows where they came from. And obviously Aftermath says that they the Shadow Council went out into the unknown regions and all that stuff, which they touched upon. But we've never seen the birth of it yet. So I do think we'll get a little bit more first order filth. In yeah, season four, the Gideon clones, so mate. Um, we'll talk about those in a minute because we've actually got questions about that uh, and the Snoke's in the jar. But I think in terms of the First Order, it's you know where the, where you got the New Republic. I think we're going to tie that in with a bit of First Order creation as well going forward.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I agree with the First Order stuff. I think we're getting. I think we're getting some First Order mm-hmm. things still. In, in in the works, and I th- mm-hmm. and even with the cloning, I t- you know who's to yeah. say that this technology isn't still being used somewhere? Who's yeah, to say? Exactly. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of loose threads that I think have been put there on purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, you so, Well,
3: one of the yeah. threads that got tied up, mate, which actually ties into our next voice message, was our little green friend, Grogu. <laughs> Uh, so let's let's hear this, and then we've got a nice little question to go along with it.
0: <laughs> Gentlemen, it's Jim. Quick point of order regarding the Mandalorian. It is Sir Din Grogu. He does have a knighthood. Please show the proper respect. Thanks.
3: <laughs> Sorry, mate. Thanks, Jamie, for that. Uh, just before getting on to that, then, we also got a <laughs> Patreon question from 2 oh. Tommy about Sir Din Grogu. He said, do you think Grogu... Has become more of a prop this season, pushed by the Disney execs. I guess we got more insight to his rescue from Order 66, but we're still left with more questions. It's hard to ignore the unceremonious return and the odd decision to leave Grogu with a former Imperial in Captain Bombardier without hesitation. Doesn't seem like a decision Din would make. So, Jamie, mate, I apologise. It's Sir Din Grogu. uses proper title. Knighted by Lizzo. Come on, guys. Uh, show some respect, but Grogu is a prop. That's the kind of question that tubular Tommy's saying here. And you know, mate, the more I look back on season three and uh, Le Book of Boba Fett's where uh, mm-hmm. Grogu came back, the more I'm starting to think now that maybe it wasn't the best idea to do that because mm-hmm. Grogu they they bought Grogu back this season, they bought our boy back, but I'm not gonna lie, mate, didn't we really do anything? I mean, he really didn't until the last few episodes. He didn't really do an awful lot. At times, he was left behind with the Armourer. He was left behind with um, Captain Bombardier, Jack Black. It wasn't really until the last two where he really had a say. Obviously, walking around inside IG-12 is cool, but let's kind of think about the impact our little green friend had. Did he need to be there until maybe those last two?
0: uh, Arguably, you know, he saved Din... He he was a connective tissue for a lot of people, wasn't he? And I, even even with like moments where they're like, oh, you know, that's I didn't teach him that, you know. Just the, mm-hmm. the, the, there's a few things where it's like, you know, he's he's important for the flavor of the Mandalorian. But it, to, to to be honest, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. In in retrospect, now looking back at it as a whole, Boba Fett, oh, Mando seasons one and two, Boba Fett season yep. three, yeah. I do. I, th- I actually think, Tommy, you're right. I do think this was a decision uh, some sort of exec level or, cr- or maybe even creative, yeah? Where mm-hmm. yeah. they were like, maybe they just didn't have the confidence to do sh- the show without Grogu. Maybe they yeah. were like, do you I think, think people on. are going to tune in? Do you think people are going to watch it with- without Grogu? And listen, they might have a point. I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying I necessarily no, no. agree, but they might have a point. They might have a point. Um but I'll say this as well. Despite, you know, the integrity issue <laughs> of,
1: yeah. of
0: this conversation, which maybe there is, maybe there is. Um I it is magical. When when he's on screen and when he's doing his stuff, even <laughs> if he's that. just doing cute stuff, there is a magic to it. And this is what I was saying up top, yeah, that like there is certain things this show just can that, that this show can just get away with that other shows are just I they they can't they just can't this show can get away with a lot and sometimes that's a bit frustrating but we're, we're here for it people will watch week in week out and people yeah they enjoy it, or they chat about it that's 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 the impression i've got right now anyway you know this is still fresh by the way you know only a week out this is still this is still pretty fresh in our mind yeah so yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, I, but I thanks, you, Tommy. Pre- appreciate the patron question. And if you hadn't noticed, we are doing the patron questions. We're, we're weaving them in the ones that relate to the to the main discussion. I think Matty Boy said that earlier. Anyway, weave weave in <laughs> the filth. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean,
3: I- I- I'm with you, mate. It- it's something about like season one and two was Din and Grogu, and that was the magic. So to separate them dramatically would have been, I think, a a risk. But one that but possibly would have benefited the story that's my opinion obviously it depends on of course how the story is executed oh come but on i got an email there we go first one post 200 but um i get it though mate i get it it's dynamite when we are on screen there is money to be made there are fans to be uh, kept happy there are memes and gifts to be had from grogu i so so i i totally get it um you know and i'm, I'm not the one who's paid to make those decisions and we got up, even on Twitter Tracy Nerdy Girl, said I love this season Din and Grogu's connection is amazing plus he's grown so much stronger in the force she said she loves seeing more about the Mando culture so we did kind of see a little bit of progression with Grogu as well even if he wasn't maybe front and centre
0: yeah we got a lot of love We got a lot of love for season three. Chewbacca ate my lunch said outstanding season an incredible last episode. This is the way journal of the will said, loved it. The first two seasons went for cheaper thrills and mass appeal, which is fair enough. They've got to get those eyeballs on screens, but this season did a great job of broadening out the world and pushing some boundaries. The wider context provided by the Pershing episode and the Shadow Council scene and the callback to the episodic Clone Wars shenanigans in pl- on Plazir 15 were highlights for me. Mm. Solid ending, too. It's Ooh. never been my favourite Star Wars, but it always hits the spot for me. And that got a lot of likes, man. That was one of our most liked Fair comments deuce. on our... You know, uh, Rebel Mando Mayo. 8 out of 10 overall. 9 out of 10 for the finale. Yeah, just Tracy. I love this season. Din and Grogu's connection is amazing, plus he's grown so much stronger in the Force. I loved seeing more about the Mandalorian culture. See, there's a lot to be said about this whole season. There is a lot to be said, and so many people are just taking just different things from it, different things from it. I do think that it's more varied, the opinion you know, the reception is more varied than yeah. previous seasons, would you say?
3: Um, yeah, I would. I mean, overall as well, uh, I think so as well, not just from the uh, wide selection of opinions that we got when we posted the question. But right. I'm seeing people who gen- who are generally on the positive of the show kind of opening up now and saying, okay, maybe that wasn't great or I enjoyed it. However, I can see the cracks in this episode. Um, as I've said, I can also see people who like it, who are steadfast, you know uh, supporting it which is great as long as there are mm. reasons and the same if for people who are crit- criticizing it saying it's terrible you know let's you know let's let's put the cards on the table and let's ex- let's explain to each other why you'll have a discussion no one's right or wrong but let's let's open up the floor for discussion but i do think this is uh, received a much more varied uh response mate overall
0: yeah absolutely mate let's move on uh to a canadian voice Ooh. commander taylor taylor holland Let's hear it, mate. What's she got to say?
5: Hey, guys. Just finished watching Mando Season 3 finale. Holy moly. That was such a good episode. I was on the edge of my seat holding my breath. I was laughing. I was getting emotional i was smiling but i was not crying because no one was dying (laughs) okay lots of people in the background died and yes the dark saber died rest in peace um i am glad however that that ended with bo katan because that could also be seen as like symbolic it's like the new age of of mandalorians right which is pretty cool um but yeah i had there was a lot of rumors going around that Din or Bo was going to die. I did not nah. think they were going to kill Din. Sorry, Miss Hilda, but they weren't going to do it. Um, but I didn't think <laughs> Bo was getting it. But she didn't. Which no. is, I'm okay with that. No. But you know what? There is no way the Moth is dead. You cannot kill off oh. a character like Moth Gideon. That quality, that you know, Gianmarc... Uh, Carlos, you cannot kill him off just by blowing him into fire. He needs to have a huge monologue speech it needs it's gonna be amazing he's here from season one he's gonna be here to season four he might even be in the film and i'm here for it and you know Mm -hmm. what this is the way
0: this is the way this is the way this is the way um i love it love love the positivity mate love the positivity gideon though (laughs) Gideon, yeah, I said that because we we went up London and watched it. We only watched it the one time, and uh, on the big screen, though, on the big screen, which was sick. Um, I don't think Gideon's dead. Do you? We spoke about
3: about this as well, mate. Well, we got how about this? We got an eight-year-old lad. He wants to throw his two pennies in. We got a Patreon question from Matilda Backlund, the Queen of Sweden, aka Tilly B. But it's not from her. She's actually passed the buck over to her eight-year-old son, Isaac, who says, was the Gideon we saw in season three of The Mandalorian actually a clone? Mm. Now, Isaac, mate, that, that question is gaining traction online. A lot of people are saying, look, he hasn't got a tash. That's why. Others are saying, like Taylor, it's Giancarlo Esposito. The guy brings so much quality to the show. He's having a blast. An actual villain with who felt menacing. Mm
2: -hmm. We know he's
3: got clones Mm -hmm. because that one opened his eyes like I do when I realized I've missed my alarm. Um, But (laughs) are they all gone? (laughs) You know, we, we saw them all. Well, we saw the tanks, you know, he he pressed up the blow up the tank button and all the tanks blew up. They blew Mm -hmm. up the facility on Navarro. Are we led to believe now that all of the Gideon clones are gone, mate? What do you think to this one? Because it's becoming a fairly popular, idea now i don't know if it's because people just dug them off or if they if there's more to it but is he a clone and if it turns out in season four or in the film they're like yeah i so, say well i was a clone all along how do you think you'd feel
0: um well i don't know if it was a clone all along it was a clone in season three potentially not all along <sighs> right that's how i view that's it the question. Yeah. that you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah i suppose it could be the one but um i don't i think he's coming back I think he's got to come back. And if if it's more a question of if he doesn't, I would feel a way about it. Yeah? Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm like I know what, what? you mean. That's you know, that's the, that's the thought. That's the concern It's like, "Mate, what? We've, you know, we are he's one of the best villains in Star Wars ever." And it's and it and it did feel like, "Oh mate, this this lad crashes the absolute mad lad axe woves just crashes <laughs> a star destroyer in the right space tie fighters aren't around they've just gone ah do you know what we've blown out we're long <laughs> yeah we got we're gonna go to space mcdonald's and grab a fillet of fish yeah and they just smash smash the star destroyer in the base accuracy 101 yeah, of course. And Moff yep. Gideon, and there's just fire. Grogu does this thing, which is immaculate. It is yeah, that's fantastic. And it's a callback to the first season yes. with the finale of season one. Excellent. Oh, you know, it's like poetry. And rhymes. It's recycling uh, ideas. But yes, it's growth. But it, but it's, yeah, it's, it is it is poetic. It is very George Lucas, right? Very much It's very much Star it. Wars, very Return of the Jedi, what Return mm. of the Jedi does with A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, you know? debatably. And, Mm. um, but then you got moth just going up in (laughs) flamage. No, 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 I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't Mm. think so. I don't think so. I think (sighs) he's, I think he's alive and I think he's going to come back in the next season with burn scars on his face or something. Black cross
3: here. Um, yeah, Oh, yeah. mate, this is a tough one, Isaac, mate, because in my head is saying, I think the Gideon is gone now. I think they're paving the way for Thrawn and this new empire to come back, the heir to the empire. But my heart's saying, I don't want it to be, because mm-hmm. like Luke Bly said on the recap, and I, and I have struggled with this, there has been a villain issue in season three the f- in the fact that there wasn't one. And when we did get one, it elevated the season a lot more for me, and then he's gone. Now, we've had some really cool takes that uh, I think our boy Mankalorian said, you know, he's he's always exquisite with his takes, essentially said that this whole build-up was to show that Moff Gideon was just essentially a middle manager craving power. All of all all of all of this big talk, and is essentially a mad scientist who, you know, fails because he has no plan B, has no backer, which, you know, actually, thinking about it like that, or in the way that Mank said, I'm paraphrasing, was very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. But I... But <laughs> just felt like this big setup, and like earlier on in the season, like season two, Moth gets captured and then by season three, he's just like, oh, he's escaped. Did he? How? don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> he just did. Somehow, Gideon returned. And I was like, that blew. I'm not gonna lie. There was a few like resets from season two, which essentially all of them, which I was like, come on, guys. And even in the even in the finale though, mate, Din gets captured season uh, episode seven, beginning of episode eight, three. It's like, oh, just give us some tension, guys. Um mm. But with Gideon, I think I think he's gone. I don't think it's a clone. I think his clones are gone, but I don't think his cloning is gone. I do think somehow that is going to pave the way for a Snoke or a Palpatine. Maybe not like directly, but I think indirectly it's going to help because it's been a huge part, mate. It's been a huge part of his character development and the story in itself. So mm-hmm. Head says, I think he's gone. Heart says, I really hope not because I think the show... May suffer, but we may end up getting Lars Mickelson's throne instead, which should be blockbuster as well. I mean,
0: this is the thing. I feel like this season and the creators in general are very aware that the Mandoverse or the Mandalorian is very much a part of this bigger story that was inevitable, yeah. right? That's it, that's the way it kind of had to go from episode one from me- or episode two when you're meeting a little baby Jedi. A lost Jedi, that is (laughs) the call to adventure, isn't it? To a larger adventure, you know, the hero's journey. And so, you know, it wasn't going to just stick to the wolf and cub formula, yeah? You know, it can't just do that. It needs to grow from that. And this is where I think... This season, we really, really felt the effect of that. You know, we really felt the Mandalorian culture, the Empire's return. You know, the mention of Thrawn, the Shadow Mm -hmm. Council, or things that have already been mentioned. You know, you're like, oh, okay, I see where this is going, and this could plant to that, and this could. Mm -hmm. Now that is fantastic, fantastic. But in doing so, sometimes a bit like what you said, the stakes are forgotten. Yeah, the tension at Mm -hmm. present. Is 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 forgotten. It's not what Yoda, you know, says to Luke, you know, stop, you know, looking at the horizon, focus on now, yeah? Yep. Bang on. Stop stop looking at tomorrow. Focus on now, yeah. Focus on the on the on the on the on the current, on the present. Yeah, I think and they've lost that somewhat. I think you're right. At times they lost it, I would say. At times they've lost it. Because there are moments in this season where they get it, you know, just Bang on. There are there are mm-hmm. there is there are emotional cues and there are moments in this season that are just so Star Wars and so Mandalorian that you can't help but go, oh no, that's just awesome. It's yeah, just yeah, awesome. Course, yeah. Let's not forget some some of the, I think, strongest episodes in the whole show, The Mandalorian, are in this season. Mind yeah. of Mandalore, mate. Quality. Oh. Out- last outstanding. Episodes,
3: well, episode chapter seven of this season is Excellent. We saw it, I don't yeah. know how many times we saw it in the end. The fight finale yeah, no, I was a, a great finale, if not, you know, a little neat. But it was actually mm-hmm. Yeah, like We mentioned in our recap that like the action was the best I've ever seen on the TV in terms of Star Wars. And it's better than some of the films as well. And I mean that as well. Like The way yeah. it was presented, this is like Mando's flying around, which could look bad. You know, it could look weird, but it just looked like absolutely bonza bonkers. It, and it looked... And mate, it, it, look guys it just looked so good oh, it oh. really did but like to taylor's <laughs> point though, no, mate i don't need people dying all the time but i agree with taylor that yeah. you know no one's dying the stakes are the stakes are lost somewhat I And mean, yeah we got paz mm-hmm. and every season there's somebody it's Kuil, it's paz it's whoever in season two um but i do think you need your characters to feel peril because otherwise Mm. if you know they're going to succeed and i know it's also a star wars thing for that to happen you know how many major characters in star wars rebels and clone wars really bit the dust clone wars more so maybe but until later on in the season maybe so i I do think we need to start dropping some characters soon just so we can really think okay man keep us on our seats a little bit i don't need game of thrones i don't need wild stuff like that but i felt the season was a little bit safe at times safe isn't a bad Mm. thing and i do think like we've said a lot of that was down to the range of the new republic fiasco and having to maybe shuffle some cards and decks to get this season out there in the boba fett stuff as well. You know, I think season 3 was still a bit of a tricky hand to start with, so yeah. I am absolutely going to take that into account and again, I enjoyed this season. It wasn't my favorite but I enjoyed it. But um I do think we now need to start clearing the decks a little bit more and you know make us feel something a little bit more. Mm.
0: Great shout, mate! That's just me. Great shout, no, no, no! It's a great shout. It's a great shout. And I, again, I think we're seeing eye to eye. But I'm liking this. I'm liking this. We're unwrapping it, yeah. We're unwrapping yes. everything. We've got the whole concept. We've got the whole story. Pro, you know, previous episodes might mean something different now. They might take yep. on a different meaning. Yeah, they yeah, like, might you, you might enjoy them differently now, right? And that's even maybe the for other rewatch is going to be great. I think I I would agree i would agree um we got another voice message mate let's listen to the legend himself lloyd hunt oh. and uh let's 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 chat a little bit more after this
1: hi guys lloyd here aka lloydy110 just wanted to give him my thoughts on the end of mando season three loved it absolutely loved it i thought the great story I uh, loved the action. Like I say, the, the Mandos versus the Troopers was fantastic. Loved it. The, the Ray Shields, the one on one with the mm. Mando and the Troopers, brilliant. I could not get enough of it. Absolutely happy. I felt content, happy. And true. yeah, I loved the happy ending, the cowboy, western style ending. Uh, to, and let's be honest, the little kid, little Gogo, he deserves a bit of peace, a bit of fun it. time, a bit of chill out, go to school. <laughs> And then the whole wrestling thing ropes back to season one of the cowboy waltzes into town, helps out the little townsfolk, and swans off to the next town. Great, loved it. And yeah, I'm happy with No Cliffhangers. It's nice for a change. I think we're too conditioned to to look for mm. hidden meanings and, and, and danger where we don't need to be. I mean, I think we all got taken in by the titles this season. So, <laughs> no, great mm. storytelling. Yes, could have been fleshed out of another episode was told great a bit more time into how to retake mandalore um they've seen some more Mandalorians, some different tribes would have been good but no happy loved it thanks for doing the recaps this season guys really loved it love the fresh takes the unscripted takes as well i think it's a fantastic job see you next time
0: oh lad love it love it mate lloyd's you sickhead! I that's <laughs> a lovely, lovely voice message. I love the positivity, and you. Do you know what you've just reminded me? A lot of what I loved about the finale and and the season in general, um, the action. Oh, well, I mean, we've already just said that, right? Quality. But I do. I do think the action this season has been extraordinary, right? You it's know, been a compared. Step up. Yeah, compared to TV in general, the content here is pretty solid, right? It's pretty yeah, solid, yeah, and
3: it looks great visually. It's got better, better with each season. I think this one looks great. Mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. The music it took a little while to get there, but it found its feet uh, halfway through the season, maybe, and it started to become a lot more noticeable. It became a character within itself. I just love Lloyd's positivity, mate, and yeah, that rage shield moment when when Lloyd mentioned a rage shield, oh, the, 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 the finger started pointing like, yes, yes, yes. That Ray shield moment, yeah. that kind of like, leveling up each time really those races open. Rachel. that was any be fair in the theater we were like this is awesome but then mm-hmm. re-watching, I was like this is mm-hmm. this is so cool and you know yeah. they're giving the fans what they want here they're giving man there is time to just go absolutely berserk and i dug it and there there was there was tension there there was dramatics mm-hmm. i didn't think he mm-hmm. was going to die in that moment but we saw paz Visler in chapter seven get you know beaten bruised and then eventually when he when he faced a major boss he got taken down And i was like are we going to get a similar thing here with old jarring. We didn't, because that would have been a bit jarring. But oh. um, instead, uh, we got what we got. And But yeah, no, the action was great. I really, I, no, I dig, you know, it did, we didn't get a cliffhanger. And uh, everyone in the theatre at the end of it was sat down waiting for that post credit scene and there was kind of like an audible, oh, when there wasn't one because we've been conditioned to assume we're going to get one. And to be fair, you know, the Book of Boba Fett gave us a, a post credit scene. So we thought maybe we are going to get one. We didn't. But like we said in the recap, it's tied up nicely, a little too nicely for some, but we know we're getting mm. season four, we know we're getting the film. I just love hearing Lloyd's positivity, mate. I also mentioned in a recap, I think, as well, that I do wish we'd seen a few more different Mando factions coming in, but we didn't.
2: Mm.
3: We still enjoy what we got,
0: mate. I, I, I really like the point about the happy ending, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying that now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've, I've, I've come around to it, and and he's right. You know, I do think we've been conditioned to think like, oh, what's next? And you well, know, we right. know, we know the future's coming. We, know, we know that other stuff's coming. But so why not just go? Yeah, they're good for an, they, for now, they're good. You're chilling. You know? mm. They're chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're chill.
3: Mando's I got ju- I that ju-
0: expensive ju- booze that grief gave me in the last episode. <laughs>
3: He's like, I ain't sharing that with anyone. He's on that tonight. That's
0: emptied, mate. That's empties, yeah. <laughs> By that night, he's like, right, finally got myself a gaff, got my kids to sleep. Going to fire up the old Nintendo Switch. booze coming at- over. We're going to have some booze. Oh. <laughs> going to play some Animal Crossing. Yeah? Yes. Going to play some Animal Crossing. It's a fun yeah, game. Of course. Um, I really like the happy ending, mate. I really like yeah, it. I even liked the Looney Tunes Disney sort of <laughs> zoom in at the end. I, I still ah. stick to that. You, you think it's a bit too
2: it's cheesy? Not, it it is just-
3: nice, but it was a bit like I did expect like the trumpet fanfare or that's all folks or whatever would come up. But it's fun. It's not cheesy in a... I hate it where it's cheesy
0: and a kind of like a. Oh, of course. I know what you mean. It's, it, you know, it's fun. It's fun. I I, I kind of liked it. He I kind of liked he? it. It's a nice it. change. And I, I I liked it. I thought do you know what on this occasion, yes, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll let it happen. I'll let it happen. Like <laughs> I have, have the authority, mate. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Lloyd also mentions um, like titles, other episode titles, and I think something that has been discussed even on our Discord. Um, the spies, the spies, Mm. you know, the penultimate episode. Listen, I think that I would have named it something else. I would have named it something else. And I didn't even think of this. And this is, this is an account that I'm well aware of. Um, but a lot of people are theorizing and have, they have, they have a lot, a lot of, uh, evidence to back this and just a lot of material to say, yeah, the analogy here, you know, checks out is that it's a reference, um, to you know, a, a Jewish um, account, yeah, or a passage of the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, where 12, 12 spies from the Israelites were sent over to you know Canaan, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, to scout out yep. the, the, the new land, and it's like, oh right, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and it's just, it's literally we think of spies as you know espionage, 7 yeah, MI six, yeah. yeah, it's like. No, you know, it didn't actually used to really mean that. It used to mean this kind of different thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going back to the meaning of basically a scout. Yeah, what, what yeah, yeah. We might say now. Uh, but they just use a different terminology of, of it. And and when you look at this, you know, like different tribes, yeah, Israelites from different tribes went to scout out this land. It's like, well, oh, you yeah. You mentioned no, this that makes sense. throughout seasons one,
3: two, and three, there is a lot of There was a lot of, especially Jewish kind of um, allegories throughout, haven't you? That's something you've noticed. Because I I posited to you and I said to you, I've I've heard, I've seen this theory. Do you think, you know, John Favreau, who I've mentioned before is a good writer, but I have said on record, I think he's solid, if not spectacular. Mm. Do you think he would have gone that deep with it? And you said, well, actually, I think he does because there's precedent throughout the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. mate. And I think it is worth mentioning as well to bear in mind that John Favreau is half Jewish, right? So he would have been, he would have been brought up with a lot of this or, and, and also his um, dad was, was a, was a Catholic, right? Italian, yep. French Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and and this account is taught both to Jews and Christians. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think it's one of those that it's like, Oh yeah. Cause even there at one point, you know, when uh, Din is, sitting at the table there's 12 mandos around yeah. there, you know I message you thinking are oh, they and you know and this episode come out you know just after Easter mm-hmm. yeah the Passover yeah and you're like hang on this is a lot like you know this is there's a traitor here, yeah there's a traitor yeah amongst there's a judas here mm-hmm. and it yeah so it's 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 um it's really interesting really interesting but you know it it wasn't quite that it was slightly different but still um referencing you know what what i yeah i th- i think i think that's a given so listen lloyd's voice message was fantastic uh, we've got a little link though haven't we mate speaking From of traitors. Patreon. yeah <laughs> or potential we've we've
3: all got an apology to make yeah this one's from the max rebo (laughs) experience he said is there any chance the armorer is force sensitive and possibly a former apprentice of Maul? her helmet has horns she knows grogu's name before din tells her heck she even seems to know almost as much as gideon now Mm. the internet was ablaze Mm. in the week before the finale came out with who's who's the spy who's the traitor and then why is it the armorer? <laughs> why is the armor? And I was, you know, I was like, ah, oh, she's a bit, she's a bit sus. Axe he's a bit weird as well. And we're all coming up with these mm. weird and wonderful theories as who was gonna be the traitor, who was gonna be the the Judas in the midst, if you will. Turns mm. out no one was. Um <laughs> But the question here though is <laughs> it hasn't gone away though, the armorer. She's got the helmets, uh, the horns and the helmets, which we've all, all noticed. But um MRE is saying, is she force sensitive and possibly a former Prince of Maul? because of her foresight. Now I happen to think she might have been the one who taught din because of what she says at the end, you know, go and take your apprentice on his journeys. Like your master took you wink, wink. And the oh. way he kind of looks at her like, yep. Yeah, I think she might've been the one to kind of take din under her wing. Um, so do I, I don't think she's force sensitive um, because when she saw the dark saber, I think she would have been a little bit more excited than she was. Um, mm-hmm. Unless of course she's just hiding it, but then that's just another Sidious almost, do I think she's an apprentice under Maul? I do think you know she. Every every system has their own kind of like leanings, left, right, centre, whatever. I do think she lent more to the Maul side because those horns are telling. I don't think she was mm-hmm. necessarily a full on Maulite, but I do think there is. <laughs> they're there for a reason. A Maulite. <laughs> they like as- aesthetically they That's look good. really cool as well, and it makes it yeah. less of a kind of um, Spartan helmet and more of a bit of a naughty Mando one with those Maul horns, but. I don't think she's mm. force sensitive. I think no. they're staying away from that. But I yeah. do think that mm, she was more on the more side of thinking than maybe the Duchess Satine or or even katan
0: mate. But what about you? Is she force sensitive? Is she a more light? Uh Max Rebo experience. Uh force sensitivity no. Uh see what Matty boy just said. I am I'm, I'm just not feeling it. Okay. I you know I don't I just don't think they're going there. Mm-hmm. Um the more thing, I think there is some connection. I think there yeah. is some connection. You know, I, I think the aesthetic is, isn't necessarily there by accident. Uh, and I think we're going to see more of it unravel in the coming seasons. In the coming seasons. But, you know no i'm going ret- to i'm gonna- i'm going to i'm going to go back to this thought in a second but i'm going to write it down i'm going to write it down right now and i'll mention it in my like, it's got this trusty thoughts, pad out but, yeah i've got the trusty pad out you know um but listen i i, I think that the more stuff will be mentioned yeah in 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 okay. future seasons mm-hmm. of the mandalorian or the mandoverse the mandoverse um, well they're tying in yeah. enough clone
3: wars stuff or legacy material that it kind of, you know, the only things I haven't really mentioned is the Saxons or Maul really, you know, they don't need Mm. to mention the Saxon family who had the Gartsaber. Mm -hmm. Maul though, you know to be fair, they haven't really mentioned Satine either so I do think before the Mm. season is out or the series is finished, I think we'll get a reference of Maul and I do think we'll get some kind of Satine reference, even if it's just a name, like a name drop like your sister Satine or something like that I think we'll get a mention of Maul and Satine before it's all said and done.
0: And I think it's just worth pointing out that she is like a matriarchal figure, isn't she? You know? So when, yeah. when you know, Max is saying, you know, she seems to know almost as much as Gideon, it's like, well, yeah, I think that's because she's just well read and she's been around a bit. You know, I think in Universe she's she's one of the older Mandos, you know, the Mandalorians all seem to have like a fantastic anti aging cream. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and hair always Maybe-
0: good. Yeah, maybe it's the uh, water, the living waters, yeah, <laughs> the, the Minds of Mandalore. Maybe it's that little stuff that she keeps in her pocket, she has little sip-sip. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that keeps me topped up and nice. You know, it explains well, yeah, bo She takes Boca the helmet off, looks-
3: perfect hair all the time. Same with Woves, always looks I like know. a beefcake. Cosca Reeves always looks great without the helmet.
0: I know, yeah? Plot holes, mate, <laughs> yeah? Plot holes. Where's <laughs> the head hair? hair. Same where's with Adam the God helmet hair come on guys head hair what that's all what Where, that's where's what that, what what that head hair that you grew yourself where's the head hair? shaved <laughs> it off mate. yeah where's the helmet hair where's the helmet hair uh that's it. yeah great the way. great question great question uh we got one more voice message for the main discussion right mate? boy should we uh should we get through that and then and then lead it with some other thoughts let's do so mate this is from josh morley and we said
3: we've got uh Different opinions on the on the show from both sides of the coin. Let's hear one right now, mate.
2: What are you saying, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly? You couple of Star Wars sickheads, sick boys, Oh, sickheads, <laughs> mate. I can't help but feel a little bit disappointed with this series, especially the finale. It just seems a bit lazy to me that (laughs) Gideon returns and then within three episodes, they've defeated him again already, Mm -hmm. or so we think, and and that's it, series over. I mean, the finale was basically a remake of the series two finale, except it was on a different planet. Um, Last series finale had an incredible jaw-dropping moment and climax, obviously with (laughs) Luke coming, and this one was just surprisingly predictable. I mean, I was expecting you know something big is going to happen something big is going to happen and it just sort of fizzled out and that was it i feel like the stakes should be upped every series and oh. um, but personally compared to series 2 like i said with luke returning and i just feel like this series let me down and the stakes hadn't really moved forwards mm. um i think it would have been so much better if luke had shown up at the end of this series instead of series 2 and then they could have set up series 4 with Grogu and Mando apart and develop both characters and create some emotion for when they do meet again rather than just wreck on it um, during Boba Fett like they did. I mean, we're now on series four and Grogu can squeak, and other than that, I mean, his character's hardly developed. I don't know what you boys think. Mm.
3: Josh, your boy coming in with the bombs there, my friend.
0: What are you saying? Me? What are you chucking it over to me straight away, mate? Yeah, Yeah. man, I could, I I can see you. We're both putting faces for for better and worse. (laughs) Who was? was. Listen, Josh, I get it, mate. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I don't necessarily see completely eye to eye on what you're saying. Okay. Um, I felt like this was a bigger season. I think this was more similar to the season one finale than the season two finale. Um, and even then, I think, I think it still just had its own, had its own character, its own plot. Um I think Grogu's development has been noticeable. Yeah, whether it's him using the force and not passing out, you know, uh, from exhaustion <laughs> afterwards, you know, there there's a few things him breaking up fights. Yeah, this is the same kid that tried to kill, tried to force choke Cara Dune in yeah. season 1, right? And now he is breaking up violence, yeah? He has become a lot more balanced. He's growing up as a as a person and as a character. And, and I've thoroughly enjoyed that. I think that's actually been one of the heartbeats of this season. And that's where we've got this paradox, right, of, you know, if Grogu was away for the season, you know, can Din, you know, carry the season – probably if it was written right yeah. probably but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there's 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 a lot of nuances a lot of complexity um matty boy what 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 do you take away from josh because you know i don't want to invalidate what he feels yeah because no, you're no, no, perfectly no. Never entitled do to those feelings josh mate yeah and that's why we're playing the message that's why we're talking about it but what what would what you reckon matty boy
3: um yeah i'm with him on some of the points i do feel slightly mm-hmm. disappointed by the season only because season one is i think still my favorite season two it made things a little bit bigger and we got a few more you know in-universe cameos but yep. it still felt mando you know it was still you know you've got something like the 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 penultimate episode in season two which we covered on our episode the believer incredible mm-hmm. you know and also with that one i think you had work wrote that and i think that's something this season was missing was a, ver- a, a sort of diversity of writers within the writing room. Fami Iwa gave us some fantastic dialogue in that in, in an episode that we covered solely on this show. You know, mm. I think this season could have done with a bit more of that. So I felt disappointed in that sense. That and also in the sense that I I, I agree with Josh's point as well. That I do think that each season, you know, there should be more and more you know stakes. Again, it doesn't have to mean Luke Skywalker coming to save the day or Anakin no. being resurrected. But I do think I'm glad to-
0: I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm glad yeah, no, that was.
3: Yeah, we said that as well. We don't need Ahsoka. We don't yeah, need we did. Ezra to come in and save. Let the man, those, you know, ha- have the confidence in your own characters or your own tribes to save the day. But I do think there was a lack of distinct lack of stakes throughout the, the season because we had that villain issue. I do okay. think that was a problem. Um, Grogu. Grogu's a funny one because similarly to what a lot of people were saying about the whole f- cloning thing, let's not forget, guys, with the cloning. We're still 25 years probably away from the Force Awakens. We don't need this. We don't need the cloning to happen now. We got decades no, we before it really yeah. needs to come to fruition. And the same for same for little G as well, Grogu. We've got decades before we need to really see him doing his thing. You know, if in if by the time we get to the new Jedi order film with Ray Daisy Ridley, the English rose, and and Grogu happens to be in it and he's still just kind of waddling and squeaking all oh, right how long does it take for these little fellas to start doing anything but i think yeah. you know that's a different story there because that's literally like yeah 30 years down the line at the minute obviously 50 years old 50 55 years old still a baby i get it there is that progression like we say he's not falling asleep anymore he is saving the day become a lot more reactionary as well you know just in the way the puppeteering is done so there's a lot more he's a lot more aware of what's going on around him um and also we've got that chemistry we haven't mentioned with Bo-Katan as well at the beginning of the season it was just that's your kid by the end of the season he's sitting on her lap in the gauntlet and it's and saving them all from the fire it is like kind of like your mum your dad and your son almost type thing and I think there was a lot to take from that image as well Mm. so his development has been more subtle I think rather than we haven't seen him flipping around with a lightsaber because when he's being when the Praetorians are trying to skewer him he's giggling he's laughing away and he is. You, I listened when I rewatched it. You can hear him laughing as he's jumping across, almost mm. getting killed. He's like giggling. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all it's all the laughter him. And I think we should hold on to that for a bit longer before just making him into this like grizzled Jedi Mandalorian that he's probably going to become. Mm. Let's, let's keep. Him, let's let him be a kid for a little while, which is maybe why the end of the episode works so well. Because in hindsight, because he's just being a kid, he ain't eating the frog. He's just playing with it. He's just torturing it a little bit, but um, he's not eating it yet. So I, I, you know, I'm not going to disagree with with Josh on the most parts. So I think I'm kind of 55th with you there, mate. Um, I do think it felt predictable as well a little bit. I think it was just a bit solid. Like John's writing, it was satisfying. It was predictable. At times, it was a little too simple for its own good. But it ticked a lot of the mm. boxes, and it made a lot of Mando fans like me happy. Did I want more? Yeah. Maybe. But but and to you as well, Josh. Maybe you. Maybe me. Maybe Luke. Maybe the listener. Maybe we're the problem. Our expectations are what can bring us down. Like you you said, Josh, you know, you expected it to be bigger. You expected more. You didn't get it. So is that a you problem or is that a show problem? And I mean that with all the right. luck in the world because I expected things to happen. It didn't happen. And I'm starting to think, well, maybe the issue was me hoping the armor was a bit of a, a wrong one. So I think there is an element of that into play as well, mate. Hi,
0: it's me. Matt's the problem. It's me. <laughs> 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 no. Um, Listen, we <coughs> love bit Swift, don't we? Yeah, Swifty Star Wars. Um, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd agree with you, mate. I'd agree with you. That what well, very well said just then. Very, very, very well said. And uh, I think that a lot of it, mate. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to execution. Nope. I'm just going to say, it. there's no other word for it, right? <laughs> you saw me put my dream on it. That's right mate what are you you're drinking you you're destroying a chocolate milkshake are you?
3: I've got a shake and udder other milkshakes are available choco lush milkshake It's <laughs> <is> good stuff <laughs> he loves it't
0: he you but know, listen i i I loved know, the themes I loved the themes of this season I loved the themes yeah. of different types of people coming together right different clans of mandalorians coming together. Um, you know, the destruction of the Darksaber. I do I think that it's it's going to be <gasps> yeah, gone? Yeah. Not necessarily, but I think that, that the point was they can move past it. They don't need the technology. And that's what Moff yep. Gideon says. Moff Gideon in the finale is like, look, you got a you new Mandalorian to hide behind your trinkets and your little gadgets. And, you know, you it's the whole season proves that you can have mandalorians that believe this and you can have people that believe this and you can have people that believe this people that are all a Mm -hmm. bit different and yet if they move in one way that ultimately is love yeah mandalorians
3: are stronger together
0: yeah people are stronger together yeah if you if you do it like that and it was i think in that way i think it was fantastic and i think that's a great great season and when you look at it again like that a lot has happened and a lot has progressed and that finale yeah that that final scene you're kind of thinking wow well, what well, well, okay i felt oh well, is that it is that everything like we've, we've wrapped it up okay okay um i would have maybe liked to just the episode to have been a bit longer. Rick Famuyiwa gave me one of my favorite episodes of this, of this season in the penultimate episode. And yet the finale at times, I feel like he could have breathed a little bit more, you know, show don't tell show don't tell. And it could have done with a wincy bit more of that. I think in the finale, Um, but it does leave Mando and Grogu a lot of space and a lot of room to do a lot of things, whether that's in the next season, whether that's in other shows, whether that's for the upcoming film. Now the film's been announced. They've got a game plan. And I wonder if this season was almost written in like, look, we need to, we need to, We're going a bit too quick. We've had Luke come up here. We've had Gideon do this. We've had the we've had the clones in the tubes. Yeah, we're all we're going a bit too quick. We need to slow our road a little bit, and we need to do this. We need to do that's what I'm thinking now. But ultimately, mate, I've I've had a fantastic ride. Fantastic ride. Is it my favorite of the seasons? Probably not. Probably not. It's probably my least favorite. Or you could look at it as bronze. It is my third Ooh. trophy. So it's on the podium, mate, <laughs> by <laughs> I'd say <default. laughs> give it a bronze. Give it a
3: bronze. I agree and I push back a little bit because I think this season, I think the pacing was wild. I think this things just happened so quickly in this. Like you're, well, I, mm-hmm. To your point, actually, no, I do think I actually does agree with you, things were just happening. Mm-hmm. Now, things would happen, they'd mm-hmm. be reset or they wouldn't just be followed up or it'd just be, oh, and then he's fine again. It was... It was a bit mental. I do think there's only maybe five episodes worth of content, really, and you could have taken some bits out. And I mean that again positively. The Elijah Kane Pershing episode, I don't think you really needed it to be a whole episode, even though it's one of my favourite of the season. I think you could have condensed that and focused elsewhere. The Lizzo Jack Black one, yeah, it was fun, and we mm-hmm. got to see actually learn a lot more about the democracy of what's going on. Actually, mm-hmm. so again, thematically, filth. Did you need a whole episode? Could you have devoted that to something else? i think you could have done yeah, yeah. um but you know it is uh, we can't change that now we've got season four coming we've got a film coming it's exciting mm-hmm. times i do hope that season four is planned out because what we do know is that there hasn't really been a plan going forward it's done season by season i think season three is the first signs of showing that my, my final question for you then my friend uh also for then the fact that let's not forget grogu literally connected with that mythosaur the mythosaur only mm. really wakes up when it's the new age of the new age of Mandalore. So that was something which people are talking about, but not enough that our little green I'd friend agree. connected with that fellow. But the film,
0: Dave Filoni, talked about it enough. Either by the way, no, he didn't. No, it's part. one of the Do things that know? on the train
3: back. I was like, we didn't really talk about it, but uh, I think that's that, yeah, that's going to play into something huge. I don't think he's necessarily going to ride it. Ride it like a mythosaur. I want but, to ride it. <laughs> Like a Mithasaur. But I think there's something there. But but well, mate, my, so what yeah, I dug it. I think there's problems with this season. It is my bronze as well. Uh, I I do have issues. I reconcile with a lot of them. I'm not going to complain too much. I think a rewatch, a binge watch will really actually help. But Dave mm. Filoni's film is the culmination, they've called it. The culmination of the Mandoverse. John Favreau though says he could do this all day. He could do this forever. Do you think the film, mate, is going to be the end of the Mandalorian? No more seasons after that or do you think it's a combination of the Thorn story?
0: I, yeah. Oh, a good question. Oh, it's been played I on my mind, that, man. Yeah, that's a good question. I think it is, it is the finish. I think it's the finish because <laughs> ultimately you, 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 you can't include Pedro Pascal that much. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Maybe it was because this season in particular, I do think they maybe rewrote a few things because of his schedule. And, um, you know, I've heard boy. he was meant to be in the finale of, of this season and because of, uh, reshoots or something, you know, they were doing extra stuff on the last of us. He couldn't make it. So, you know, yeah. what do I you think do? He's
3: contractually obliged as well to that. That was his kind of priority, which I get because mm-hmm. he's the lead of that show. His face is out. And as an actor, he's like, well, I get to show my chops. And he really does in that show. But I would have liked to have seen his face in this one.
0: Me too. Me too. Me too. And I think that was another thing I was expecting in in the finale that we didn't really get. But, um, you know, there we go. But uh, a chance for a film and uh, you know future seasons, it does give us that chance. It does Mm. give us that chance for Pedro to to pop up. And I do think we're going to get some Pedro, some Pedro action. Um, Mm. But all in all, all in all, there's so much love. So much love for this season. So much love for um, the Mandalorian in general, mate, and Star Wars at the moment. Uh, just go through our comments. I mean, we only read out a few. We got so much, but I think for now, and I'm sure we're going to revisit it, re- revisit this, and I'm sure we're going to continue talking about the Mandalorian season three. It's just oh, one man. of those things, mate. Um, Luke Summerfield, the King Ooh. of Wales, Ooh. he puts it. He puts it beautifully. I think we need to get this printed. And you know, put in a museum somewhere. He says, "Okay, look, okay, that the curry wasn't the spiciest, but enjoyable all the same." There we go.
3: <laughs> it's like there the we go. chicken we had at LFCC, mate. It wasn't spicy, but it is a superb bit of curry, mate. Season three, we are going to. We, we know we're going to come back to this. There's so many questions that this season has left us with. So many uh, open ended questions. We got a season four. We got a film. Mm. we're coming back to this mate i mean is this the way this is the way still
0: (gasps) but we've got this is the way this is the way it's still it's still one of my favorite shows i don't care i love it and i enjoy it i I, I really do there's just something about it it's magical matty boy sorry yeah this is the way this is the way
1: hi this is brendan wayne from the mandalorian And you're listening to
0: Star Wars Sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast.
3: (laughs) Dean had an expensive drink from Grief Cargo. We've got a couple of drinky poos here, but you know what I really fancy is something a little bit more. So thankfully we pulled up the Essex Falcon outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bandina. The only question that remains, my friend, is, shall we?
5: Uh, Let's do it, (laughs) Sarge.
2: For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know
5: it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast.
0: Mm, best podcast. <laughs> That's right. Spice's is part of the bit of a It's Patreon questions. Section uh to kick us off this week it's our boy watch out he might punch an elderly person on your
4: road it's alex jessup hi matt and luke pin pin so my patron question to you this month is this do you think that when the threat of turning to the dark side presented itself luke was better prepared by the jedi than anakin was I'd love to know what you guys think and all of the fellow sick sickheads. So um, let us all know. can't wait to hear your answer. Uh, take care. And also, two power banks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> pin,
5: pin.
0: <laughs> well, at the uh, celebration, London, Jessup just kept coming up to me like, I listened to the episode, yeah? <laughs> listened to the Sessions prep episode. And he kept going two power banks mate <laughs> he just kept showing me two <laughs> power banks so and that's it why, and that's why he included the two power banks uh, Matty boy what are you saying mate what are you saying I think it's a very <laughs> good question actually and I, do you know what I think I think Luke Skywalker was better prepared for
3: it because he had the, the wisdom from a certain point of view of Obi-Wan mm. Kenobi to guide him mm-hmm. and obviously the experience of his failure uh, and remind him of his father Anakin's fall and the 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 perils associated with the dark side. Anakin, he was faced with uh, an arrogant council who, who didn't believe the dark side really posed a threat until the dark side literally had the, its lightsaber through their gut. Until Palpatine, you know, revealed himself. The Jedi were still arrogant. You know, I, I sense the dark side plot to overthrow the Jedi. We did do about it? He didn't do anything about it. You mm. left Anakin out. You left him hung out to dry. Whereas the the experience that yoda and obi-wan gained would have better informed luke now some of their advice was a bit heavy-handed and ham-fisted to him oh well if you won't go and kill your dad then i suppose we've lost now it's still (laughs) a bit like guys you know drop that but um i do think luke was in a better position um and you know obviously having his father in front of him at the moment where he was going to fall to the dark side Mm -hmm. Literally looking at the hand he'd lost, seeing that the man he would become, wouldn't have become Anakin and Luke. I think he was better prepared, and the fact that he resisted a temptation, I think it only goes to prove that. What about you, mate? You thinking that Anakin was better prepared, or or old Lukey boy, your
0: namesake? Luke was better prepared, mate. Luke was better prepared. Um, And that's not because he was the best prepared. I just think Anakin was was accidentally set up for it all, wasn't he? You know, even with the Jedi, you know, he wasn't trusted. He was clearly talented and and, and could have taken on more responsibility, maybe not the responsibility he wanted, but he was Mm -hmm. clearly capable, and people like Mace Windu would put him down, and, you know, he didn't have a father figure, you know, that he wanted and needed in his life that was Qui-Gon. You know, he didn't have that... um, there are so many factors whereas Luke as well I think Luke's character and his personality he's just got that wee bit more of his mum in him you know he's got that wee bit more um, maybe emotional intelligence to him you know as a character without Mm -hmm. trying to get too deep and yeah I I think Luke and Luke's just more of a balanced person you know he didn't grow up with his mum and dad but he did grow up in a household that loved him yeah Yeah? Anakin Anakin didn't quite have that did he you know he had a mum that loved him and then he was taken away as a young lad you know and taken to you know the Jedi temple where he was you know the chosen one and treated you know with almost suspicion so totally different totally different and that goes to show that You know, Luke didn't necessarily have, you know, the fighting skill that Anakin had. But ultimately, that that balance that he had in himself led to him becoming ultimately the, the most powerful force shooter ever. And we see that exemplified in The Last Jedi, don't we? So there we go, mate. There's my answer, Alex. Great, great question, mate. Love it.
3: That was the mic drop from Luke Bly he walks off into the sunset in his Cantina 2 t-shirt. Great answer, cheers, mate. Great question, <laughs> Jesse. Um, always uh, appreciate it. Pin Pin. There it loving is. life. Um, somebody else who had the time of his life at Celebration was our boy, Scott Fisher. Congratulations to Scott and his fiancée, Molly, who got engaged at the 501st mm. meet-up at mm-hmm. Celebration. Fantastic moment for you both. And uh, for our clone helmet you got for our 200th episode, which is Right there, next to me. Um, Scotty Boy, though, he said this. He loves a trooper. He said, hey, guys. With the return of the Praetorian Guards from the sequels, do you think we'll see certain trooper types, like the Sith trooper, who saw very little screen time, make appearances? Since we're drifting to the First Order, I'd like to see more details on how the First Order troopers and the Sith troopers came to be what do you think? Keep it spicy. So what do you think, mate? Do you think we're going to start seeing more ST Trooper variants in, mm. in the Mandalorian or in the kind of TV series on that going forward?
0: Yes, I do, mate. And I would freak Ooh. out. I would freak <laughs> out. Let, let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you what I have in my head. Thrawn. Right. Yeah, Thrawn in a room, in an office, and just in the background, very subtle, you're seeing new designs for a Stormtrooper. I hope so. Not new Stormtrooper armor something as simple as that and you're like bang there we go first order the next that step. would be a that would be a classy you know sophisticated way of doing it mate very thorny uh, very thorny very thorny mm. I'm thorny thorny thorny
5: thorny that's what tea. I thought
0: of uh, Matt, Matty boy let me <laughs> throw it over to you mate what are you saying any any thrawn in um, your answer <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, well maybe not in that moose
3: tea sense but mate Sith Troopers I don't think so. well, I don't think so they seem pretty Exegol centric to me they seem kind of rolled out by the Emperor on Exegol I think I don't yeah. think we'll see them I'd like to see more um, sequel nods similar to the Praetorians though because the you know, mm. theatre at celebration popped off when the Praetorians came on and we actually saw the last two episodes on the big screen which is a weird coincidence but that Celebration when the Praetorians came out people lost it we saw the last um, two in
0: London in, in, in London yes! not at Celebration though, just for season,
3: f- season 4 you've got, a lot to, you've got a lot to live up to but I think we'll see the Clan the time beginnings of the First Order begin to take shape like you said it could be in a background character like the next evolution of Stormtroopers which look a little bit like the First Order ones but not quite I'd like that but again we're 20-25 years from the Force Awakens at the minute so we don't quite need to rush too far forward but again, it all depends on what story they're telling, and when it's set. But I mean, a couple of winks and a few nods, like you say, a new stormtrooper variant would be pretty sick, wouldn't it?
0: Yes, absolutely, mate. Or maybe just some—they um, fly nows, you know. They fly now. Those, I—I I still like that line, you know, because they, you know, they would. I like never the design as well. Before. They don't know. They don't know the history of stormtroopers and clone troopers and stuff. Do you know? What I mean, they obviously they were talking about first order stormtroopers. Yeah, and they'd never seen them fly. Yeah, flaming out. Calm down. They they fly now. Yeah? yeah, and it was a fun line. And the troopers. Yeah. looked boss as well. One of my favorite trooper yeah. designs, actually. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would I, I, Battlefront Two. Battlefront Two. When they came out, that it was come popping. On. It was popping. come on, Sam. Um, Love it, mate. Love it, Scott. Right, on to the next one. Uh, Thank you so much again, Scott. Uh, Just Ryan. Just Ryan says, Evening, fellas. You have the option to take a road trip or brackets space trip around the galaxy to see whatever your heart's desire what are your top three places that you'll want to go and see for simplicity's sake they can be within any time period apologies if this has been asked before pretty new round here have a good one from Surrey. unfortunately ryan <laughs> so he's on the doorstep to you mate Bit weird, yes. It's uh, sorry, you a sure this odd, isn't just you you? Is your burner? Yeah, <laughs> <It's> your
3: burnery
0: <laughs> burnery account, is this burner? It's right, it's my burner account, that's it. <laughs> yeah, no,
3: what are you saying, mate? Boy, what are you saying? Um, yeah, summer sorry's a bit, um, yeah, a bit too much for me, but you've got to love a bit of woken, haven't you? And for tonight, um, <laughs> for this one, I'm going to be for simplicity's sake, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Coruscant, because you know, I'd love to go to Monument Plaza where they're having those space ice lollies and you know a, a metropolis or whatever it's called a megalopolis how cool would that be or whatever they was they call it yes I'd love to see that um, run before it blew up obviously because it just looked yeah you know, it looked quality It's a bit of me that did a bit of nature for me to go walking out in got those beautiful skyscrapers for Luke he loves a building as well I'm sure he could do some details on those and it just mm-hmm. added a nice vibe to it Coruscant's wild all around had the opposite vibe to it that sort of place you could have a centre parks there and just chill out for a week and um, Takadana, oddly enough would be my last one Ooh. because similar reason it looks like you can go for a nice walk but you've got Maz's Castle you know Maz's Castle is seemingly a famous place around the world you can have a few pints I don't think she charges much for accommodation and you get to have a good chat you, get, you, you know you're going to have a good laugh at Maz's Castle you get good tunes you get good tucker good laugh you know look there, there are plenty of other places I'd love to go to if I had the chance to but They're the first three that came to my mind, mate, so I thought I'm going to stick true to my gut feeling. Coruscant, Alderaan, and Takadana. But what about you, mate?
0: Mm. I love it. Good choices, mate. I'm going to say Naboo. Naboo, because it's a classic. It's a classic. I always say that. I always say that. Love the architecture. Love the greenery. And maybe I could run into a Gungan. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Um, It's got to be. I've got to go to Space Blackpool, haven't I? I've gotta to go to Space Blackpool. <laughs> Nyamos? Niamos? Niamos. And Niamos. Yeah? Yes. I just wanna hear the banger. I wanna hear the banger. <laughs>
5: There's a meetup
0: there
3: going on in real life as well with this world people are. There's going a, a meetup in real world life. People are going up to Blackpool to hang out at that beach. Are you having a laugh? No, I saw when? it online the other day, for real. When? Um, I don't know when, soonish, but um, I know Eve's been there. But there's uh, a few people that, I don't know them, but there are people who are organising a Neamos
0: meetup. So just a bunch of Star Wars fans are going. A bunch there. of geeks are going to go to the beach and they're like Star Wars t-shirts and jeans. <laughs> oh, mate, that is that cool. sounds quality. Star Wars fans, man, but that's you know that's not down the road for us is it mate that is a little no. bit of a drive for what three, beach is it right? again what Cle- um Cleethorpes Cle- oh, um, Cleethorpes no Clevelies Clevelies Cleve Clevelies. Uh let me just do me on three, a little cheeky two. little
3: Google what is it on there. in old blackers
0: yeah. Uh, if I were to drive right now, and it's pretty good traffic right now because we're recording late, it's going to take me really? five hours. That's a five-hour drive. Okay, yeah.
3: that's further than I thought. I know up north is a bit further, but I was like ah, three and a half hours maybe. But no, it's further north than I thought. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, mate, it's mate. above yeah. Manchester. Yeah, it is it's above yeah, Manchester. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up it's, that it's way, yeah. Quite far. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Enjoy yeah, the go, me up, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I think it's the best time to get to France, mate, or Belgium. Uh, You're right. But there, there we go. Thank you so much for What was the your other question? one? Yeah. Right. What? Oh, you said taboo. Tatooine.
5: Tatooine. Yeah, sorry.
0: Tatooine, because I want, I want to see Luke, where Luke lived. I want to see where Ray buried those lightsabers. Do you know what I mean? And maybe go pick them up. Maybe go see, see uh, Maybe go see uh, Boba ride uh, the Rancor, you know. <laughs>
3: You know Boba's just chilling in the living waters like it's the
0: Polynesian spa. <laughs> you know it, mate. You know it. Mate. He's and just mate. living his best living life. He's, He's living his best life. He's loving it. He's loving
3: uh, it. Speaking to someone who's living their best life, again, Jack Copesteak, one way out, was loving it at Celebration. Great to meet you yeah. and your lad finally, matey boos. His question is directly tied to Celebration. He said, what was your top three moments from Celebration? Jack's were meeting the sick heads from Thursday onwards and genuinely having a connection with you all number two was the acolyte trailer and number mm. three experiencing it all with my lad who's now an official sickhead. this is the way mate your lad is the official sick completely for being able to put up with us all um, great shouts mate it was lovely to meet you as well dude Lukey boy what were your three main moments from Celebration
0: <sighs> it's a hard one it's a really, really hard one. E- I, I, I'm really struggling to, to, to weigh it all up, um, Jack, mate. Um, the Lucasfilm showcase with Matty Boy was very special. Very yeah. special. And we we said that to each other, didn't we, mate? We were like, no, nah, this is... They have, they have knocked it they out of the park. we were yeah. in one of the streaming rooms. Do you know what I mean? We're in the Twin, Twin Sun, Sun stage. Yeah. I can't hold and, so hard when Daisy came out. Mate, I mean, oh. That, honestly, that's just that's a core memory right there. Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna lump them together, but like the the events outside of celebration, which I think is just as just as much to do with celebration as the actual Country celebration thing. event. You know, Bib's bash, Cantina 2, meeting up with the sickheads on the Thursday, going to the pub, it's just it's all <laughs> part of it. It's all part of the fun. And yep yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i'm gonna lump those all together and the other one is probably just meeting everyone and 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 being in line i i, I think the one i was most fond of was that f- that friday morning that friday morning in line we're all talking to each other we're all just getting ready for the lucas it's just there's all of the potential ahead of the weekend and sure. everyone's just awake and, you know, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. So, Jack, there's there's your answer, mate. Thanks. Great question, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: How do I top that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if if I'm going to be my, my the first three things I thought of were our panel because I think that mm-hmm. was a magical moment. I, I mean, mean we, we met in the Costa Coffee, and now we we did a Star Wars celebration panel, It was packed out, and it was fantastic. Um, Bibs bash because that was just a party where everyone had a great time. We all drank our Star Wars themed cocktails and got on it and just had fun. And, and Cantina too, for similar reasons, except other people got to organise that. And we all just mm-hmm. had a laugh. We knew it, it was all coming to an end, but we had one more day to go. So we enjoyed it. We met some great people there. We started the dance floor. Everyone else was all being all reserved. Now, Ash had finished playing a really cool set. Who was it who came on the dance floor? Bly, Hud. Chris Kenobi, done. Emma, in the after party, Big, the after party, That's after
0: party. It. Yeah. That's
3: it. Big boy Bell, all on there. We were up there throwing our three P O shapes, and then eventually the the other people migrated onto the floor. But we started that, and I'm proud yeah. of that. But um, yeah, I, in terms I'm of too. like within maybe within the actual uh, event itself, being around like the gang every day in, in various guises every day there was new sec heads coming in because you know, some people mm-hmm. weren't there all weekend some were on different days. So every day felt different, there's a different vibe because there were different people there. A core few, but it kind of like, like it was like gravitating around and I thought that was so much fun. Each day it was new each day. Um, yeah the yeah. studio panel with Lukey Boy we were up front. Luke did a dance up before the thing started, he was up throwing oh, shapes. Yeah. Which was yeah. <laughs> I said to him, Should we go and dance for a laugh? And then five minutes later he's up there dancing. Um but yeah that was great and obviously yeah, when days announced, you know, all joking aside, I love the character of Ray—it was so cool to finally see the sequels back. Daisy's back. The reception she got—genuinely magical, mate. And um, and just meeting people. I think, like you said, it's it's generic, but it's true. Just meeting people, whether it's new or old, or pe- we were mm-hmm. trying to look. We're trying to look at the power of the Force figures, and someone and people were sticking their head around the side saying, "You the sessions, boys?" Yeah, we know. are. And then it was like, "Oh, I'm so and so so and so." And it happened, and not to kind of blow our own trumpets because you know we don't really do that here, but. It was wild, you know, the amount of people we did know, didn't know, hadn't met before, hadn't really heard of before, that was or some we really yeah, had done. Was it, was, it was amazing, and it really kind of validates, it really kind of pushes us to keep doing this, even though we do it anyway, but really, it's, it's just a boost. You know, it was a boost yeah. that I didn't know I needed, or even if I didn't need it, I'm so glad I got that shot on the arm, because, you yeah. know, the people, it, the people who go to Celebration, man, that's, that's what makes it, this is, that's what Star Wars fandom is all about, mate, so just the memories mm-hmm. are mainly about the people and the events like you mate
0: spot on mate spot on yeah that I was it. weird having and i loved it but like we were going oh you're right luke and i'm like hello <laughs> what's your <laughs> name do you i do remember I on the first day on the friday
3: um on the yeah. friday i'll quickly tell this on the friday morning we had the thing i didn't start it i'm getting in breaky with big boy bell we're getting our scrambled eggs and sausages and there was a guy standing there and um, you'll have to forgive me, names aren't my forte. But I thought, you know, I'm going to do what well, Luke does. I'm going to do a bit of, you know, a bit of guerrilla marketing. Here. So I turned around. and said, "Oh, a <laughs> celebration! Oh, we, you know, we do a Star Wars podcast. It's not bad, actually. You might want to listen to it." Blah blah blah. The, it was a bit the patile was a bit better than that. And he looked at me he's like, "Oh, I know who you are. I listened to you. You know, you're Matt, and you know Oi Oi That's the other guy, isn't it?" And I'm like, "Mate, you're the first person I spoke to, and you know it." And then we walk in past Starbucks. There's a big queue to get in. And I've heard, big boy Bell was there to to corroborate this. Some bloke just went, Jabba the Hards! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, we have been there for five minutes. And then, and then we met those lads in the queue. They were fantastic. They're great guys. And it went from there, really, mate. And you can tell when the pictures are taken by our, our eyes, because in the morning we're very sleepy. And then later on the night we've had a few mm. beers. But in the middle of the day, the mm. pictures came out all right. But yeah, fun yes. stories, man.
0: Uh, I, I, Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree. It's still so surreal, but very, very, and we're very, we're very humbled by it. So thank you so very much, we've got, we've got one more question that is celebration related. It's from uh, the lad from Florida himself. We met him and he is gorgeous in person. Uh, Jack took my question. He starts with, so he's going to do another celebration question. What did we pick up from Celebration? He goes, I bought a lot less than I thought I would. I grabbed the Mandalorian and Grogu ticket uh, art t-shirt, two Mm -hmm. pairs of Star Wars socks from the Stance Socks booth, Mm -hmm. and the Celebration exclusive tracking fob keychain. But nothing compares to the hugs I got from the sessions, lads. (laughs) Uh, My boy, I love that. Love it. Love the vibes. Love Sammy. What are you saying? What what did you pick up in the end? I don't even know what you got, Uh. got like in the end.
3: Uh, I got cold and flu. Is what I picked up, mate. From Celebrate I got ill. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so ropey for the week after. Sammy, mate, we love giving you a cuddle. We'll just look at him, Sammy Um I've been in cold and flu. Not much really, to be honest, mate. We got that Boss Mandalorian key art poster, which I think I left you with you. Actually, as it turns out that yes. we got that as by being in the panel. But
0: in terms of purchases, not a lot. I have of that you know, by the way. I need to give you that.
3: Yeah, yeah I'll come and grab that soon. Um, you know me yeah. mate I, I, want, I was saying all weekend I really was saying I want to be on the show floor at because I want to buy stuff I buy something but I didn't really um, I bought uh, a t-shirt um, a Jabba the Hut t-shirt or the Jabba's Palace t-shirt our boy Jamie Stangroom Stangroom was wearing it on the final day it's really cool it's like red orange and purple uh, with like a black trim white t-shirt very cool um, but our boy, mm-hmm. um, all the way from Australia, Amy, uh, Jamie and his and his partner Stavrula they were so kind and generous. They they grabbed both of us a copy of the celebration souvenir guide because obviously we're featured in the back of it because of the Holonet stage. So you know, they spent a pretty penny on those for both of us. Was, again, it's one of those things like I, I don't know what to say, guys. You shouldn't be just too. You shouldn't be doing that it's too expensive. But thank you so much. So I mean, for me, it was a T-shirt and grabbing that. Uh, souvenir guide. is really what I got. I wanted to get more, but um, I didn't really get much time, other than great memories mm, mate But mm-hmm, you picked up some mm-hmm. filth though.
0: Yeah, I got some stuff. I got uh, two Power of the Force figures. I got an R two and the. Oh, why do I always forget his name? Um, EV EV nine. Oh, the torture EV droid. Nine torture droid. Yeah, I got yeah, EV nine Power of the Force. Thank you. I got there in the end. Uh, I got EV nine. Those pretty fit though yeah the r2 one is kind of they're hard to come by mm. those mm. Oh, and i don't see them locally um so i got those i got the program i got uh given on the way home for free an ahsoka t-shirt i didn't tell you that did i on the dlr no. home there was a lady who'd be like i've got 10 of these uh what size are you and i was like Oh i'll take this and they're like there you go and i was like oh brilliant cheers thanks how
3: much yeah nothing We've got so many badges <laughs> and stickers; I've, they're all up there. I was meant to kind of do a, a oh. video of them or picture, but I've got so many awesome. We got some bits of wha-
0: We got some gifts, oh, including mate, some water. So I got given water. Oh no, I got what some of stuff from multiple people. Um, but <laughs> you I, do you know what I'm going to do? I think I'm going to do. I'm going to lay all my stuff out and do a photo because mm-hmm. I no, think I'll do your same. And I got and I got that sweet poster. Hang on hang on let me get it i you get that um, You got the beanie hat as well from Star it. Wars spell as well who you got that to Jack
3: you got the beanie hat didn't you from Star Wars, Star Wars I didn't um, didn't you no like I saw it I thought he gave you one well if he didn't why didn't you give him one I have given him. where's should mine should have given Luke a hat he doesn't argue like you anymore
0: yeah, I, I, uh, I thought... Well, maybe you did give... Uh, I don't think so. I, I would have did. had one of those, though. They, they're sick, those styles. Oh, Andy oh, met him. Andy from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, lovely. God. Lovely seeing him. What a lad. Uh, Al Abazia. Al Abazia. Um, he's the artist, and it's called Protectors. And i posted it on the stories, but it's basically a young lad looking in, 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 in the uh, shop window, in the reflection, and it's Mando... Mando and Grogu and the lads of his dog And I, that. I saw it and I was like, yeah, I'm picking that up. I'm picking I, that up. I'm, and jealous. I'm glad it's a it's a Celebration Europe exclusive yeah. and it's numbered and signed. So I was I was really happy with this. I got this after the closing ceremony. Yeah. Because yes. We, we went over there only because Dave Dunn Chris and Emma were like look let's go to the artist bit let's see if yeah, sure, there's yeah, any yeah. posters that we want like, left over it was really chill it was emptying out and we got this like last minute so just what? as well we went along with it because this is my favourite piece yeah. from the weekend So I'm really jealous about go. that and
3: when you were getting that that's when I went to get the souvenir guide because my plan was foiled because um, it, it, it was right at the end of the day literally it was like 10 minutes to close I bumped into um, Charlotte from Sky Talkers. we had a chat about how busy it was and then I made a beeline to the shop. Because I was going to get Luke the program. I was going to get him the souvenir guide. Um, but because, as it turns out, because I bumped into Charlotte and had chat, that gave Jamie the chance to run ahead and get him for, for instead. What a lad. Uh, love chat uh, And these are naughty boys. are proper lads. And uh, they're wearing Sessions t-shirts. So cool. Such a cool couple. Um, so, yeah, I when you were getting that, I went to get the souvenir guide. Um, but I, I would have loved to have got some art as well, but this is celebration isn't it mate this is not enough time we said that there's not enough time to do everything when it comes back again we'll be better prepared if there is such a thing no we won't we'll be running around like excited kids again but what awesome you know questions it. memories you know is it. what we've got from memories is what we've got from celebration so Sammy Jack just Ryan, Scotty Boy Alex thank you so much for your Patreon questions we are playing a bit of catch up with the questions so there was one or two more than normal there but
0: I think we agree they were, they were a bit dirty weren't they Luke Oh, we'll have it. We'll have it. We like them. It's all good. And thanks to everyone sign up to the Patreon. It means the world, the galaxy to us. So thanks again.
3: Yes, it does. So let us know your answers to those guys. We'd love to know what kind of swag you lot got from Celebration and the answers to the rest of the questions. But we're going to be back again, same time again next week here in the Bantina. Bartender, sorry about the mess. We're coming to get you, though. Same time again next week.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen It's the Star Wars Sessions Game Come
3: on. Game Yes, right Each week on Star Wars sessions, but getting back into the group, it's been a few weeks, guys. Been a few
0: weeks. Been a few weeks.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Each week we end with a Star Wars themed game. It's Lucy Goosey. We all today are going to host this week. I'm hosting Luki Boy. Do you know what? Do you want to know what you're playing?
0: Yeah, let's do it, mate. What are we doing? What are we doing?
3: It's a nice one. It's quick and easy, this one. It's called The Anagram DeLorean. It's a stretch. It's got nothing to do with the Mandalorian. But man, we're doing anagrams this week, mate. I've got a couple of Star Wars characters i have gone through a generator and mix them up to make anagrams of their names and all you've got to do is tell me who they are
0: so do you think you can do that yeah i can do that i can do that come on let's go
3: right for ease i'm going to read it out but i'm also going to post it in our chat so luke can see it so otherwise it makes no sense so the first one is two words abadan Hmm. bop abadan bop A B A D A N B O P. Can you get who that is?
0: Oh no, I can't. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it, are they are they um are they in order? So, Abadan space Bop. Yeah, is the Bop like? Does that need to be rearranged, or are they just, just all thrown together? So it oh, is no. the person's, The person has two names, but a first
3: and a surname. But it is a little bit mixed up. So but the first name the first name
0: is six letters.
3: First name I'll give you is five letters because otherwise it's too easy. And I didn't have long to come out of a game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. Um, I'm I'm still struggling. Yeah, go on. You
3: love him. You love him.
0: I love him. Well, it doesn't say Watto mate. Pondababa. Ponda, Ponda Babber it is. Yes, it is. If you re that, it is Ponda
3: Babber. Now you know that's what it is. Abba right, Dan Bop. This one that's here, a mate. Star Wars I'm name, give it Right there. Most of these actually are. This one's a great name. I wish I was named this. Uh, again, this one isn't in like letter order, whatever. There is, it's a first name and a surname, because otherwise it would be too obvious. It is Tank Bao. Bao is in Bao Bun. Tank as in Jimmy Adams. Tank Bao.
0: Tank Bow. Um, <laughs> it's a like mental, written down. oh it does. It does. What could that oh, be? Tank Cab, n- Tan, uh Bow. Why? What's it, the surnames? What's the the Bop and Bow?
5: <laughs> bow, b-
0: b- 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 bow, tank, b- 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 bow, tank Na- bow, 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 if I'd done it uh, as it should be,
3: like you would have been far too obvious this one is. Um so it's two let two words. Really? Uh, it's it's um it's a female character. Tank bao. T A N K B A O
0: mm. <sighs> I'm just I'm just I'm just straight I'm just straight like <laughs> it's tough, man. Straight blanking, mate. Yeah. Okay. I just. I need. A, I need a clue. I'm sorry, mate. It's late. Um, yeah. We're recording this late. And Mando season three,
3: oh. fairly prominent character. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. <laughs> tank Bow is Bo-Katan. <laughs> you now you know, mate. Now <laughs> you said okay. that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh it's, yeah, no, I see obvious. it now. Okay. <laughs> Next one, a couple more, mate. Next one. This is cheeky. This is, this is, rich. This is Again. Cheeky. The the letters don't necessarily correlate to the amount of <coughs> letters in each word, but there are. It's two names. It's a sequel trilogy okay. character.
0: And your clue is roots, ice, rose, Tico. Is- oh, he's
3: got it straight away. How'd you get that?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I yeah. got it. So roots, ice. Tico on the brain. Rose, roots- yeah, maybe. Ice. Maybe I'm a convert.
3: Yeah, the convert. It should be. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that was easy. Rose Tico then. Okay. All right. How about this that one? How easy. about this one? Oh. Billy Big Boy. This one. Wearer Rags. Wearer. W-E-A-R-E-R. Rags. R-A-G-S. Saw Oh, come on, you dirty, dirty man. Yes,
0: it is. There we go. He, I
1: don't know why. Uh, oh,
0: you're going to
3: get this one easily I- then.
0: Some I see. Some I don't. Yeah, wise Adaban words.
3: Bop, tank Bell, Nah, but root size and wearer rags, obviously. Right, last one, mate. Mm. I think you could get this one before Go I even on. press the button. But this one, uh, as in the university, is Harvard TED. Harvard TED,
0: T-E-D, Harvard TED. Nah, no, I, I haven't got this as quick as...
3: Gross, <laughs> Tico and Saw I
0: know, how can I get them so quick? Well, and you're like, oh, you'll get this one today. straight away. I thought Think you would do. One. Oh, Darth Vader. Yeah.
5: Yes,
3: mate. I thought you would struggle. I thought I was going to get a zero out of five, and my man's got three out of five.
0: 60-something percent. We're Cantina 2, lads. It's two cantina lads. 2. It's the Cantina 2, lads. So 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 so. Yes. Um, shout out
3: from Mark on stage. Nice one, mate. Thank you so much for that. Mate, mm. three out of five mm. on the Anagram DeLorean. Well done, mate. That's the... Uh, that's the game you surprised me this week, and I mean that of all the last. You surprised
0: me. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. So I can do some stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah. you got the brains. You got the brawn. You got the looks. Yeah. You got everything. He's a perfect package, mate. Perfect package over right but, there.
0: But I, um, but I haven't got the hot toys. So oh, apparently, Dave Dunn those. has half the hot toys of that that have been shipped to Europe in his new house. Apparently, yeah.
3: Dave Dunn's going to sell them for like twenty quid to me and Luke. You know, I'm pretty that's sure it's the out there in the world now. Yeah, well, you that's know. what I've heard. got said yeah, on the session, though, mate, you gotta stick to it. Let's see, let's see how far you actually listen if you got this bit. But um And do you know what's mental?
0: Do what's mental? No, just, no, mental just quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Return of the Jedi re- this weekend, Return of the Jedi, re release.
3: Oh wow, yeah, it's the fortieth anniversary. Oh wow. Yeah, re release. Wow. Yeah, mental. So right? in a few cinemas though, a few chains, but the fact that they're doing it is and they the mm. think the new poster they release, new key art, sorry,
0: great yeah Great. it's gorgeous isn't it it's is gorgeous yeah 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 i tried to nab one of those at celebration but they wouldn't <laughs> let me because i didn't go to, i didn't have the return of the jedi panel wristband panel
4: oh
3: and we wanted to go, go to that didn't we, we
0: i know we just didn't have we do, we were just too well,
3: we, we, we wanted were too to busy. have the holonet news stage sign with our name on it but we were like we got another we day did, we did but we
0: didn't get away yeah? yeah
3: yeah moral stories <laughs> don't steal stuff
0: Unless you can get away, of it, do you want?
3: But no, don't, don't, (laughs) don't, don't, don't. We've stolen plenty of time from you guys this week. We hope you've enjoyed it. Luke Skywalker once said it's time for the Jedi to end. I'm going to tell you it's time for the Sessions episode to end. It's with a heavy Mm. heart, I must say. That is that. For this episode of Star Wars Sessions, we are now in the 200s, 201. We're almost at 300. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Bly Walker?
0: They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can search for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, social media. Just search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Drop us a voice note or a message uh, to our email address, which is hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Yes, if you want
3: to continue to support the show for free, keep doing so by listening. But those five-star ratings and reviews, like Lukey Boy mentioned up top, are huge. On your podcast provider of choice, drop us a five-star rating and review. Those five stars helps the show grow. It introduces new listeners. It gets us up the algorithm. It's another way for us to hear from all of you each and every week.
0: Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about friends, friends about Ooh. us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cousin, tell your cats. Uh, tell your nearest Mandalorian fan, casual or hardcore. We don't mind; we'll take them all. Uh, tell your Ewok. Tell tell everyone. The more the merrier. Uh, Spice, yeah. Tell Tank <laughs> Bow that uh, this is a
3: podcast you're looking for. So, until next time, from me. See ya. And from Luke.
0: May the force be with you always. Luke, was expecting you to say this is the way, Luke. Oh, yeah, no, this is the oh. way. And may the force be with you always, uh, Luke, uh, Vaz Pizzler.
3: Offend the fall.
2: They are Essex based podcast heroes.
5: You are now a knight of the ancient order of independent regencies. What?